Everywhere that the Holy Spirit is, everything that Jesus is comes with Him. That was better than you responded, so I'll say it again. (laughs) Everywhere the Holy Spirit is, everything that Jesus is, is present and available. Here, He's here, and He's here. And it's easy to say, well, God's everywhere. I know. But it's where the Holy Spirit is welcomed. The areas of your life and the, what you, where you say yes. And um, that everything that Jesus is, is available. Because, well, Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's good news. And he didn't stop being who he was. Now, his work is done. He's seated at, the, seated at the right hand of God. He said, it's done! Finished! Accomplished! Boom, baby! Everything is complete and holy. And Jesus never did anything halfway. He never did anything halfway. I've done lots of things halfway. But the more that I am walking close to Jesus, the less I want to do things halfway. And the more things I want to complete. And that's what holiness is about. Not leaving things half done. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm getting a little excited now. I wasn't going to preach, but I think I'm going to preach. But no. I just You're my friend, so I just want to encourage you, you know. I don't, I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to share. That's what you do when you're a musician. You share. <laughs> you don't preach, you share. But everywhere the Holy Spirit is, everything that Jesus is comes with Him. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't matter what brand you know you're, you're comfortable wearing of you know, Christianity, it's all man-made names anyway. But when you follow Jesus, everything that He is is available to whoever you come in contact with too. Because when the Holy Spirit is at work in your life and in my life, everywhere we go, everything that Jesus is, is alive. It is good. There's nothing that Jesus has left behind tonight. Because of his, the presence of his, the Holy Spirit in our lives, and in, when we gather in Jesus' name, we focus on Him and sing to Him, "What a wonder You are, Jesus! Your name's good." There's, there's nothing that He's left behind. Well, I used to be like this. I just don't feel like doing that anymore. I don't feel like delivering people with stuff. Just, you know, I'm just kind of done with it. Or at least for tonight, I'm just kind of tired. I just don't want to heal. You can plead and beg with my father about it. I don't know, but I'm not going to. It's ridiculous. Everything that Jesus has ever been, He has always been. From eternity past into eternity future, everywhere the Holy Spirit is, everything that Jesus is, is present and available. That means everywhere that a Spirit-filled Christian is, everything that Jesus is, is present and available to whoever that Christian encounters. Amen. Okay, no. (laughs) That should be enough, though, right there. That should be enough. Because I just think we think funny things about the Holy Spirit. And people ask me, I was just interviewed, uh, someone asked me, what's the Holy Spirit saying in the world? And there's fresh things in our lives. He's always, because we're all all in a different place in our journey, as we read the Word, God's speaking to us and leading us. And and it's wonderful how the Holy Spirit operates. But uh, but he always asked me, what's the Holy Spirit doing in the world today? And they're... They, they want to know where revival is or renewal is or what city they ought to go to to get a visitation, you know? What, do I need to go to that one in California? Do I need to go to that one in Canada? Or do I need to go? Let me tell you what the Holy Spirit's up to. Jesus. 
Oh, no, 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 I know, but I mean, what's the Holy Spirit doing? There's a little movement with it, you know. No, He's all about Jesus. You never have to wonder, what's the Holy Spirit up to? Jesus. Glorifying Jesus. Making known who Jesus is. Convicting people like He did of us, of our sins, so that we could see we needed a Savior, Jesus, and the power of His blood in our life. That's what the Holy Spirit's up to. About glorifying Jesus and drawing men to them. And then once men and women put their faith in Jesus Christ, He's about shaping their lives to make them look like Jesus Christ. All the gifts of the Spirit, all the, uh, the, 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 re, the release of graces to people and, 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 and experiences of power and all those things, they are not just for the whatever of it. They're about Jesus. They're about drawing men to Jesus and glorifying who Jesus is in the world and helping men and women to be more like Jesus. So you never have to wonder anymore. I love all the things that are happening in different places. It's wonderful. But if it loses the centrality of Jesus Christ, you're just another thing. Just another thing. Just another kingdom. The Holy Spirit is always about Jesus. He's mysterious, the Holy Spirit. Where is He? He's here. Okay. He's here. All right. He's here. I can't see Him. That's because He's a spirit, goofball. Just trust Him. He will never do anything that will lead you away from Jesus. If, it, if it's goofy and leads you away from Jesus, it's not the Holy Spirit. It's a different spirit. And if it is, have grace on people messing with that. Because they're trying. But, 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 but when, you t- when you call on the name of Jesus, you don't get a different spirit. You only get the Holy Spirit. When you call on Jesus' name, and believe me, the demons know Jesus. Well, His name is Yeshua. Or Yeshua. Well, I don't speak that language. My language, he's Jesus. I don't know. He was whatever they pronounced it then. Believe me, I've talked to demons. They know the English and Spanish and all the other versions of his name. And they know it's not Jesus, you know, Jesus from down the street doing his laundry. They know when you say Jesus, who you mean. Believe me, they don't like it. Sorry, I'll calm down a little bit. I don't know how I got there. I don't know how I got there. Talking about conversations with devils, you know. They don't, but they know the name. Don't worry, you're using the right name. And when you call on the name of Jesus the Christ, you don't get any counterfeit spirit. You get the Holy Spirit. But when you seek a move or a movement, you might get some counterfeit. But when you seek Jesus, you will always get His Spirit. The Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of God, the Counselor, the Comforter, the Teacher, the Guide into all truth, the Empowerer for life and ministry. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He's always about Jesus. You know, I don't care what movement you're into now. If it's not about Jesus, you're, you're, you gotta come back to Jesus. Get baptized again. <laughs> It's always about Jesus. The Holy Spirit's always about Jesus. And Jesus, people see him funny too. They're like, like, um, like he has a British accent, and he's he's white, and he doesn't. He's always got a serious look on his face, like he's been sucking lemons, and he doesn't walk like people walk. He like floats, and he's wearing a a, a femi kind of shaped cut robe, and and he just kind of. Moves among people like he floats. And he speaks in a language that won't be written for another, invented for another 700 years. 
difficult beyond us. Thou and this world and wherewithal and beseecheth thee and thou and thee. And he holds his hand like this. And if you breaketh the breadeth, and you shall knoweth that I will... How many ets are in this? I don't know. You know, like he's a lemon-sucking femboy who floats with, uh, with a British accent who floats around. That's not who he is. That's the movie version. <laughs> That's not who Jesus is. He's a man of color. And he's a man of balanced temperament. He's the perfect man, uh, the perfect balance of every temperament. He is God in the flesh. He is 100% man and 100% God. God the Son. Begotten of the nature of God the Father. He, and He's not a lemon sucker, floater. Cometh and followeth Me and I shall teach thee to look like this. You know, that's not Him. He's full of life. And everywhere He goes, there's life. Everywhere He goes, there's joy. Everywhere He is, there's peace. Everywhere He is, there's love. Everywhere He is, there's grace. Just, oh, just, oh i got to be around Him. It's just coming. It exudes from Him. It just comes from Him. Everywhere He is, you can look in His eyes and see life. He knows how to speak a stern word to religious Pharisees who are keeping people from going to where He's trying to lead them to. To the Father heart of God. Everything that Jesus is about is life. He says the enemy comes. He comes. He comes. That means He's always in pursuit to steal from you anything that once had life. To kill. To destroy. And he gets you, he steals from you by helping you, uh, giving you ideas that will, and if you agree with them, you make decisions with money that will, you'll find, what, what happened to all of that? He steals, he kills, he tries to speak negative words through other people, even other believers, to you, discouraging words that if you believe them, it will snuff out the life you had in that area of your life and destroy you. To pull you away from God, that you will be embittered towards God for not getting what you think you ought to get right now. But Jesus said this, but I've come that you might have life. I can this scripture can never be said enough. He comes to steal. I come this is his kingdom is about steal, kill, and destroy. My kingdom is about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So that's the kingdom I've built. When you follow me, you have life. And everywhere Jesus went, he's got adventure in his eyes. Like, what are we, what's, what's happening today, Father? This life should be an adventure. I mean, we don't always have to be on ten. I'm getting, I'm about eight right now. I'm feeling, but, but you know, but I mean, we, we should have that sense of adventure. What the, what the, what is the Lord going to do with our life today? Everywhere Jesus went, he is fully alive. The Holy Spirit is always about glorifying Jesus. And Jesus was about bringing life that we might know who our Father is. The Holy Spirit highlights Jesus. Jesus highlights the Father. And everything that He accomplished by bearing our sins with His sacrifice was so that we could have access to a God who lives in unapproachable light. So we can know what it is to be fathered. And we could enjoy being sons and daughters and not be afraid of the Father God. I don't know what kind of dad you had. I don't know what kind of dad you've been. We've all felt like, man, I've 
I mucked that one up. You know, I messed this up and I messed that up. And I wish I could be a better dad here. I've got five kids. I got plenty of opportunities for mistakes. You know what I mean? And I have to watch what I say. Jesus said, if you want to know what my father's like, take a good look at me. My, my words and my teaching aren't my own. I only say what I hear the Father saying. He says, what I put my hands to, it's not just oh, what I feel like doing today. It's what I see my Father's up to, and that's what I put my hands to. Like Father, like Son, if you want to know what He's like, wonder no more. Look at me. I and my Father are one. That's good, because I like who Jesus is. He's a reflection, a perfect uh, 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 expression of everything that the Father's heart is about is expressed in Jesus Christ among us. He's not an angry ogre ready to crush you. He's daddy. And one of the other things the Holy Spirit is up to, he glorifies who Jesus is so that we can know the Father. And then he says, it's the Holy Spirit who causes us to call out daddy in our language. See, when my kids, uh, when, when, when they, uh, most of the time when they're speaking to me, they say dad. And, um, because they want, you know, they want my attention and, and ask a question, or they want something. So it'll be like this, Mark. It'll be, Dad, yes, son. Can I have another cookie? No, you've had a baker's dozen. That's enough. Or, Dad, yes, princess. Can I stay up late tonight? No, no. You have you have school tomorrow, and you have dance. Then no, you don't make the rules here. I do. It's time to go to bed. But when when they say Dad, they want something. When they say Daddy. It's a whole other deal. And, and, and when I get home from this trip, this will be the longest trip of the year, six weeks on this one, or six and a half weeks. It's a long one. But it's my last long trip of the year. And when I get home and I pull into that driveway, <coughs> they come busting out of the doors and tackle me on the front lawn. My kids and my, and they, and, and my three-year-old Grayson, he doesn't want to just be near me. He wants to be all up in me. So he's just, you know, just getting kisses and just, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and, and they run yelling, Daddy. They don't want anything from me. They just want me. And we are welcomed. In fact, part of the work of the Holy Spirit in us is to help us go from Father Almighty God, off in the distance, holiness, your majesty, to say, yeah, you're majestic, and I'm drawn into you because of what Jesus has done. And you're, the more I know Him, the, you're Daddy. Look, my, Jesus, um, before he began his ministry, you know, he, he was initiated into it with, with baptism. And his cousin, John the Baptist, is there baptizing people. And this has never been done before. What, who told John he could start baptizing people? Have you ever thought about that? It's nowhere in Scripture. I mean, hey, you're a prophet, eat locusts dress in weird camel hair and go down there and dunk people in the river. I mean, I don't know how that went. But he was a prophet preparing the way for Jesus. He said, I'm not the Messiah. He's coming. I baptize with water, but he'll baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. He said, I'm not even fit to mess with his shoelaces. He's almighty. And so Jesus comes to be baptized. This is a new type of revival happening at the time. Many people gathering at the river to be baptized and, 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 and cleansed. And so many people were gathered there to hear this crazy guy when he would come and preach at the river and baptize people. So it's a revival scene with lots of people. And so when Jesus comes, there's people gathered there, and he gets in the water, and John knows who he is because they're cousins. And, and he also recognizes, because he's a prophet, that he is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. And Jesus comes and gets, starts getting in the water, and John's like, what are you doing? He said, I don't feel comfortable with this. Shouldn't you be baptizing me? And Jesus said, 
this is an obedience to my Father. So get me wet. And so John baptizes Jesus in the, in the river, in the Jordan, right? And when he comes out of the river, wouldn't you like to see the YouTube video on this? It's like the skies part. I don't know. It was like this, you know, glory is everywhere. And the Father speaks out so everyone at the revival can hear. And the Holy Spirit, as a dove, descends upon Jesus. And God says, that's my boy. Whom I love. And I'm proud of him too. And you should listen to all the things he says because he's speaking for me. It's my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus hadn't done any work of the ministry yet. And God says, I'm proud of him. He just was building furniture. The movie says he was building a table. Maybe it's his table, you know, showing, building a table. <laughs> but God the Father is proud of Jesus and he hadn't done a thing yet. He says, he's mine and he's beloved and with him I'm pleased. Listen to him. I, I like the word beloved. I don't know fully what it means. It, 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 it's of. It's not just loved. You're loved, but to be beloved, I don't. That's got to be better. <laughs> it's, it sounds better to me. He says, "My beloved son," but it comes from the same nature. It's like family. Are you with me? And so, when you come and I come to faith in Christ, we have the same words spoken over us. Because 1 Peter 2.24, He Himself bore our sins in His body on the cross so that we could die to sins and live for righteousness. And Hebrews 10 says, And by that one sacrifice, He has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. I think I've shared that with that, that one. That's one of my favorite scriptures right now. And, and so, um, my son, my seven-year-old, he'll be eight when, uh, right when I get home, Zachary. He's the coolest little kid. He's naturally cool. He doesn't try. He's not trying to put on anything. He just is. He just walks around. You know, he's, just, he's just a cool little kid. And all the girls at school love him. Like, I know when he's a teenager, I've got to put a leash on him. Zachy, Zachy, my... <sighs> Dad, they do it to me every day. See? <laughs> and so he's playing baseball. And in, in Texas, you know, we kind of play it year-round. He's in fall league right now. They have spring. That's the real serious one. In summer, they do tournaments and all this stuff. So he started in t-ball <coughs> and went into coach pitch. And he's in coach pitch now. And uh, over a year ago, like a last season, uh, 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 he was having a hard time hitting the ball although he has the most beautiful, natural swing, baseball swing. It's like Ken Griffey Jr. It's just a thing of beauty. He, he can throw the ball with more velocity than I could when I was a teenager. I mean, he, it's something to see. I think he's, gonna be, he's just going to be awesome. And um, it's just fun to watch him develop. But he would get up to bat, and the coach pitches at him. The other team's in the field, but their own coach gets to pitch at him. And he would strike out. And so he'd keep... and, and to the point, I mean, he was the last man or the second to the last guy in the lineup to bat because they knew when my son got up, it was an automatic out. And so I'd look at my wife and go, okay, this is the time. This is the one. And then he'd, he'd strike out with the most beautiful swing you've ever seen. And I'd say to my wife, wasn't that the most beautiful strikeout you've ever seen? That was awesome. And most kids, when they strike out, they go to the back to the dugout like this. Head down. Not even not going to look up at Dad for sure. But when my son strike out, strike three. <laughs> His head's up, and he's smiling at me, waving, and running to back to the dugout. You know why? Confidence. That I'm not embarrassed by him 
And my feeling and thought towards him and my pleasure in him is not reliant upon his performance today. He knows I, I just want him to swing away. And many parents think, well, if my son strikes out, they're going to think I'm not working with him in the backyard. Who cares? <laughs> what does your son think about what you think about him? He'd strike out, automatic out. There's Zach Evans, automatic out. Come on, Zach. Everyone in the chance, in the stands quietly. Come on, Zach. Come on, give it up. Strike three. Strike three. Confidence that how I feel about him regardless. I found out he needed glasses like I did. Got him suited up. He got his timing down. Now he's hitting doubles and triples. He started moving up the lineup. And now they count on him for it. He's hitting clutch winning hits. Why? Because he never had to hang his head in shame. Because he knew that I knew. Someday he'd be hitting him out of the park. And if, and if that day never came, I'd still be there. You're the best. You've got the most beautiful swing I've ever seen. And you and I are meant to have that type of confidence in life. That regardless of our performance today, He's pleased with you. And that's really hard to buy. And that's not a license to just live however you want to live and make goofy decisions and get involved in all kinds of crazy sin. We all That's ridiculous. I don't know who's worried about that. Why is everyone worried about that? Where does that ever happen? I mean, truthfully. We all know our stuff. What that does is give us the confidence to walk near a holy God. My son is not afraid of me after the ball game. He knows. All right, we'll just work on it. First, or I mean, uh, Hebrews 10. He, by one sacrifice, he is made perfect forever. Those who are being made holy. We studied at school in theology, you know, all this sanctification stuff. Is it now? Is it later? Is it ongoing? Is it, who cares? It looks like both to me. He is made perfect forever. Those who are in process. I like it. Because I look at my kids, and I'm, when they're playing together, and they're doing their thing, and each one of them has their own personalities, you know. And when they're fully being themselves, not trying to talk like anyone they heard at school, or put on anything that's not really them in their heart, and they're just being them in the fullness of their themness, I get thrilled. And there's no greater dad glory than that. And I look, I go to my wife, All right, they're perfect, look at that. He's perfect. She, she's, isn't she just perfect? How did we get, how did, how did we do this? She's perfect. I look at my kids. They're perfect. But I know they're not perfect. They need love and discipline. Love doesn't let them get away with doing what they want to do. What do they know? They'll destroy their lives. Of course I'm going to direct and guide and counsel. But I still look at them and go, they're perfect. But we've got some things to work on. Are you with me? And that's how the Father's heart is for you. He says, ah, that's my girl. That's my princess. So proud of her. That's my boy. And and meanwhile, you're thinking, I'm tempted to hang my head in shame. I didn't do so hot this week. Had a rough week. I, I didn't even swing well. Just let the ball go by. He said, no, that's my boy. I'm proud of you. My beloved son. I'm pleased with you. Why? Because he already sees you completed. He doesn't do anything halfway, and he's not going to leave your life done halfway if you keep saying yes to Him. 
Because He fills all space and time. At all space, at all time. He's at the beginning of all things right now. There's not a good word for it, but right now, saying, lights, come on. And His glory filling all space and time at all time is at the resurrection scene saying, son, come out of the grave. And at the same moment, that's not the right word, but at the same moment, He's at the end of all things saying, Atta girl, welcome home. I've been waiting for you. You've done good. Except he doesn't talk like that. (laughs) Didst thou good? (laughs) Are you with me? That's why he can say you're perfect forever while you're being made holy. It's because I already see you there. Swing away. Swing away. And God's approval of you is not based on your performance. Many, many people, good-meaning people. My wife grew up in the AG world, and I love that world. And But she said, I, didn't re- I thought because I was Assembly of God, I wasn't religious. Holy cow, I was so, I'm so religious. And I work so hard for the pleasure of God. And I think because I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do this, I've never done that, I don't do this, I've never done that. I think, honey, I've done everything on your list that you've never done. And she said, and, and because I do this, and I do this, and I do this, for, and I work hard, I, I never have a break and a rest and just enjoy being God's daughter. And the grace, the work of grace that's happened in my wife's life in the last few years has brought such a freedom and a liberation and a life to her. And, and it's given such a tenderness in ministering to other people. It's been so cool to watch. how And, and she's needed it to deal with me. And have the grace of God in our lives. We've all got a touch of that thing that says, you are not approved of by God yet. And every time you sin, you've set yourself back so far. You've got to earn it back. Well then, what's the cross of Jesus Christ about? Right? Anyway, let me just finish with that idea. Is just listen. Everything that's needed to be done for you to be right with the Father has been done. And when you put your faith in Jesus Christ... Your son, your daughter, and you're welcomed into nearness. And he says, that's my girl. That's my boy. And you're beloved. And I'm really pleased with you because you're pursuing me. You're headed the right direction. And when you make a goofy decision, you're quick to say, help me, God. I just love the direction you're headed. Well, let me say, let me, I didn't get to JJ's song, but let me say this. Um, I think we ought to pray. And that just uh, that that is just communicate with God and welcome whatever it is that He's doing in our hearts. I believe that in this room, some of you are in a real comfortable place in a good way, like you're in a real restful... God's doing a work of rest in you, and it's just so sweet. And then others of you... Have been are wrestling with the words I'm saying, and the way that I use the scripture tonight. You, you're wrestling with. I just sense there's a couple of you just like, I'm not sure I like that, and and uh, and 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 there's a discomfort there, and that's good too. So I think sometimes we need to wrestle through these things. And God, what is it? Where is it? Where do I fall? How do you look at me? How am I to look at you? How am I to refer to you? How am I to re- refer to other people? All those things are good, and I just say. Amen to 
to what he's doing in you. And so he's pushing different buttons because we're all in a different place, you know? And so it's okay that even while I was speaking or singing, you may have been off in la-la land and God's doing a whole other thing with you. Hopefully you're getting something, God's doing something with you. And you may have been off on a whole other tangent and that's good too because the, uh, uh, that's just the way the Holy Spirit works with different ones of us. And I think we need to take just a moment and to say amen to him and to say yes to him and to welcome uh, that closeness of relationship. Because listen, we are meant to walk like my son Zachary walks in life and among his classmates. Confidence, not arrogance, but confidence. And it's from me. Do you know all his, excuse me, all, all my kids' classes, uh, well, this is a new year, but on, in the past years, all their classes, their uh, friends call me Daddy Evans. Because they asked me, could they watch me with my kids and go on field trips and all these things. They said, Mr. Evans, can we call you Daddy too? And I said, well, I've never been there before. Let me see, how. what do I do with this? I said, you can call me Daddy Evans. And I, so I come pick up my kids. They come running up to me too. Give me a hug because pay attention to them. Daddy Evans, Daddy Evans. Because they watch the relationship and they watch the confidence. Not the arrogance, but the confidence in life. To go for it and to try anything and to be bold enough to like people that aren't liked and to swing away. And you and I are meant to walk this way, but it takes like really believing, really buying in that your father looks at you like you're a princess and you're wonderful and you're a, a warrior and you're powerful as a, a, you're his boy. So Lord, here we are. And, and we know that sometimes we're so far from that Sometimes we're just hard at work. And, 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 and sometimes it's hard to hear you, see you, and feel you. And, but we trust you in those times too. And, and when the crackling's happening, God, we just trust you to help us not pee our pants. <coughs> Holy Spirit, please come back. But Lord, we say yes to all the things that you're doing in our lives right now. All the things that you're calling for from us. I thank you that guilt and shame is now removed by the power of the blood of Jesus. That, that as we confess our sins to you and to a brother or a sister that we trust, we know cleanness is there because you've already paid the price. We don't have to go on paying for those things. Guilt and shame go in Jesus' name. The confidence of a good relationship with God is what we want to receive tonight, Lord. We thank You for making us clean, for declaring us righteous. Your Word says that Jesus, You proclaim, You declare us as righteous because of our reliance on Jesus as our Savior and our Lord. And we, don't, we know we don't just need the Savior part, we need the Lordship part too. Because we want to belong completely to You. We want to be a, a father's son, a father's daughter, carrying Your heart to those who are far from home right now. And those that have walked with you that are squandering life right now. We know your heart's for them too. Jesus told us all about it. You can't wait for them to come home. And so Lord, make us ready to minister to people who feel so disenfranchised from your church, which is your heart, your bride. Use all the churches represented here. I'm praying special blessing over Impact Rock Church. I believe so many good things ahead for you. So many good things ahead for you. Not just addition, but multiplication. Not just blessing, but ridiculous, 
unfair kind of treatment. <laughs> like that kind of favor. Other people look at your life and go, that's unfair. Why, how do they, why do they get it? It's, <laughs> that's the favor of the Lord on Impact Rock Church. I, I agree with it. And that many people who are disconnected from church, you might think, well, we're going after the lost. They're the lost! Is those that once were walking close to Jesus and now feel so bitter and distant that they come home. That's God's heart. It's God's heart. And that those that have never even heard the name of Jesus would come to find Him through your lives. That you are to walk in that confidence and that that confidence comes from love. Knowing that you're loved. Knowing that you're accepted. Knowing that He's pleased with you. Knowing that He has filled you. Knowing whose family you belong to. Knowing who's your daddy. And so that when you walk with that type of confidence, it draws people. I want to know Him. Excuse me, Father God, can I call you Daddy too? And He says, of course you can. May many, many people come to faith in You, Jesus, through Impact Rock Church and the other churches in Erie and Lafayette and uh, Broomfield and, and all the other areas that are uh, surrounding here that I don't know the names of. But I thank You for the work that You're doing here. It's good. But we want You to bless all Your church here. All Your church here. And multiply all the churches here. And I thank You, Lord, also for waves of understanding of the move of Your Holy Spirit in this setting. And, and Pastor Mark and Kara, I believe that uh, You're going to have those times and You're going to have to uh, ask and work quickly to keep up with it uh, 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 about not only people coming to Christ, being baptized, but being taught about the work of the Holy Spirit in their life and through their lives uh, in such a natural, supernatural way, that type of thing. But there'll be so many waves of the Spirit that you're going to... The the best thing that I, I can tell you is to explain it as simply as possible for people and keep moving. The more in-depth and complicated we can get, uh, the, it slows things down. Uh, while the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm doing an accelerated work with you. And so as I move, and as things happen, you go, oh, what was that? Oh, that's called a word of knowledge. What that is is when you had no clue, and all of a sudden something comes into your heart and your head, and you speak it out, and you know that's God using your life to encourage someone else. Okay, let's keep moving. Okay? And then, what was that? Healing. How does that happen? Well, Jesus' blood, Jesus' power, He died on the cross. By His wounds, we're healed. So we pray in Jesus' name, people get healed. Don't be surprised by it. It's going to happen here a lot. Okay. And then, and, and, and that type of thing, I believe that if you just keep rolling with it and speaking simply to it, that people will be able to, okay, that's good enough for me. Okay? But anyway, but so we, we, we're thankful for the blessings here. We thank you for an accelerated work in your church in Erie and an Impact Rock Church. The vision is already there. And so uh, um, may, uh, help us be ready quicker. It's like preseason's over. Oh my goodness, the, the game, the first game of the season? And that's what it is. It's like preseason's over. First game is here. Uh, suit up and go. And that means all of, all of you together. In Jesus' name, amen. I think we're done. Unless there's a song you want me to do. <laughs> yes. 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 I'll, I'll make your son happy in that. Okay. Thank you, sir. That's a dad. That's a good dad right there. And we'll do that. He has a favorite song, and I didn't get there yet.
for a young man to love this song speaks a lot of his relationship with Jesus. And you'll know what I mean when I start singing it. And my kids, there's a CD that, um, it's called Shade. It's like all the intimate songs, you know, in times of prayer. and go, It's a great thing to go to sleep to, my kids do. And I found out Jay does too. JJ does. I really am so excited about what the Lord is doing here. I just I want, I want to just stay it and just tell you it's going to be good for you. I know it has been. I know it's going to be better.
Lord, you guys. Thanks again, Daryl. Have an awesome night. Yeah.